1: sound of those sirens y'all that can only mean one thing thank you for listening to another edition of the outsider's edge podcast right here on the chair shot radio network where we invite you to enjoy your day the chair shot way and always use your head this is not your boy rance aka ray cash this is your boy mr kyle Morris. however however And a surprise twist for y'all, the listeners. I have reached in and recalled from assignment my good brother, the Kenny to my (laughs) coda. Bitch, please. (laughs) Carl ain't ever coming back and we know it. (laughs) The Kenny to my coda. Mr. Rance Morris is back in the motherfucking building. I have missed you.
0: I've missed you too, but my bad. I, I thought this was bandwagon nerds. I'm sorry. I'm. I got the wrong show. Oops. Sorry. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, babe? How you doing? It's good to see you.
1: Oh man, it is good to have you back. I want to thank um, everybody who has been in through the Outsiders Edge since you've been gone. You know, thank yes. you to Sir Sam. Thank you to PC. Thank you to our recurring friend, Mr. Mags.
0: Huge um, station, mags. I I owe mags a debt he'll never understand.
1: Uh, thank y'all so much for filling in and helping me keep the show going in Rance's absence. But for at least the next couple of weeks, we got the dynamic duo back together, and man, we came back together just in time because who?
0: What's your favorite? The bold rake it. Yep. Well, I was, hey, 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 watch it! Watch out on your euphemisms. That's a bit much.
1: Oh no no no! Like as far as news goes,
0: okay, All right.
1: because
0: oh. that damn could be breaking is being used in a lot of different perspectives right now.
1: Nah, oh, man. So like, there's some rumors out in these streets, brother
0: Rance. Like, yep, hit the people with these crazy rumors. Well, I got to tell you, if there was ever a day for the journals to earn a little, earn their money, and then you know, again, I some of them. Deserve the respect. A lot of the other ones, fuck them. But, A, it, it was a hell of a day for the journals the past few days. Because the rumors are that, first and foremost, let's start with the first one, okay? CM Punk, a.k.a. Phil Brooks, a.k.a. I Got My Ass Knocked Out Twice in the UFC.
1: A.k.a. Uh, Cult Cabana's former best friend.
0: Yeah, a.k.a. I fucked over the nicest person in the business, Orn Uh Yeah, I'm paying that. I'm hating for that perspective because that, that's fucked up to me. But nonetheless, CM Punk is reported to have signed. It's reported to have reached out and working on a deal with a company. Now, the report does not say which company, but you can pretty much guess which company people think it is. To that credit, Mr. Punk, who is a Chicagoan, put out today on, on Instagram on his story the serious by the Alan Silvestri Project song, which for those of you who don't know, is the theme song to the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Which, if you remember, if you if you were a kid of the I 90s, mean, you know what that sound mean. It means Jordan coming out. So, I mean... Also, also,
1: also, it's important
0: to remember he's a Chicago
1: boy because, like,
0: oh, that wow.
1: company that he's rumored to be working with they were born in Chicago. Their biggest show is in Chicago. And that show months. is uh, right around the corner. And they have pretty much look like they're getting ready to crown a new champion at that show.
0: So, like, it could Are be you... clobbering time. <sighs> it may be clobbering time. First and foremost, let me say this. If Punk does come back, I hope he's... I hope he's healthy. I hope he's, if it's a wrestling capacity, I hope he's able to do what he did. Seven years off is a hell of a thing. But we've seen recently with people like Edge, it's very doable. Punk was talented enough that I don't think, he wasn't he wasn't based on athleticism, right? He was a student of the game and kind of built like those old 70s, 80, 70, uh, 70s, 80s-esque wrestlers who just kind of knew the business. So he should be fine. I got to tell you. I think what scratched the itch for him was the Hill show with Stephen Amell. Because that's the first time he's been in a wrestling capacity. Like a real wrestling capacity. Not showing up to an indie show for his homeboy. And not the backstage show where he's really like on a studio. But he's in a wrestling capacity. That probably scratched his itch. I mean, I wouldn't doubt
1: it. And I mean, when we talk about like. The names that are out there, like it, it don't, don't come don't do much bigger than CM Punk. Like Cookie Monster's always in demand.
0: Well, let's keep it a buck. Legit question for you, and I, I, I want you to answer this as of 2021, not as of 2020, yeah, 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 not yeah, yeah, yeah. 2014. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not trying to be blasphemous here. I'm asking a legit question because everybody has different opinions, but this is a big deal. It's a huge deal. But is CM Punk still the name he was when he left? To the audience that watches AEW, yes. Okay. Great, to the audience that I, I watches
1: AEW, yeah. absolutely. fucking he's still... It, that name still means what that name meant. Um, and to, be, to continue to keep it a buck, if he were gonna come back, like, legitimately, AEW is the company I would want him to come back to, not because I don't think WWE is still the biggest stage, like, they are obviously still the biggest stage, Sure. But I've seen CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. I've seen CM Punk really? versus Roland Re- Roman Reigns. Oh, Re- yeah,
0: we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was I've right, seen... Because with the shield before he left, yeah.
1: Yeah, I've seen CM Punk versus Cesaro. And, yeah. like, most of those names. Like, I've seen it. Yeah, fair. I haven't seen CM Punk versus most of the elite.
0: Omega, Jungle Boy, Darby. I'm with you.
1: Hangman. Like, Hangman,
0: yes, who hopefully is a champion coming up. That's we'll talk about that here in a minute. We're going to get to that. Um so I I I I agree with you completely. I, I think he's a he's a huge star in the wrestle sphere regardless. I still would like to see him come back to WWE for one reason, just because nobody will believe the shit. Like I don't really care to see him wrestle. I just would want to see him do a Bret Hart Show up oh, people will shit their ETS pants women. if cult of yeah.
1: personality hit. If, if cult of personality hit in the middle of the arena, like people would shit their fucking pants.
0: But for you as an old school Ring of Honor fan, if he does come to AW Miseria, Miseria, how you say it, Conter, mm-hmm. his Ring of Honor theme song got to be the song, dog. I it's mean, just perfect for a stadium. That got w- to be the song. Dog. I would, I would think probably. Probably. I I'll mean, see, if that's they what I would if they
1: if they want it to be instantly recognizable, that that's who it is. If they want yeah. it to be instantly recognizable, that's who it is. Probably, but well, I mean, the, and the only reason I say probably Benny is, Hill. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, what does Punk want to do? That's fair. Because, like, of, he could say, like, no, nah, I want to do this new song that I'm rocking.
0: Well, you're right, but shit, Tony Khan's showing he'll spend
1: money. So, oh, sorry. Tony will buy the rights. Tony will buy the rights. Oh. Like, Tony bought the rights for Orange Cassidy to come out to the fucking Pixies.
0: Wild Thing?
1: Oh, like, Wild Thing costs money, but, like, you shelling out money for a Pixies song, like, you dropping wow.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, I'm black. I don't know who the fuck they are.
1: That's They're a huge punk rock band.
0: I, I, I've i learned, so, you know. I, but, hey, I know the, I know the Tarzan Boy song. I know that one.
1: I mean, you spent money yeah. on that one, too,
0: yeah. Um punk and AW man, that's that's big for I think that's a bigger move in the outside of WrestleSphere than the other rumor. What do you think?
1: I mean I think that it's a bigger move for the outside wrestle sphere just because I think that people are still more people outside of wrestling are still more likely to have heard of punk. I think Absolutely. that the other rumored name, while he is considered one of the greatest wrestlers ever and is a yeah. ginormous name in wrestling, I don't know if he himself has crossed over. His signature chant has crossed over that's, into everything, but I don't that's. know if he himself has crossed over. <clears throat> However, we all we all know what song he going to come out to.
0: When... <laughs> hey... Hey, Europe, keep getting them checks. Keep getting them <laughs> checks. because to the American Dragon.
1: Yeah, yeah, the rumor is, and I mean, this one is a rumor, like, this rumor is saying that the contract is already signed and, like, done, deal, done. Uh, the rumor is the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, is uh, also All Elite.
0: That's a big one, too. For multiple reasons. First and foremost, their talk, the rumor is, and you know what, I don't normally do this, but because it's such a huge report, I want to say the guy that, that, that yeah. dropped it. Give it. Cassidy Haynes from Bodyslam.net. I I want to give him his credit because it's a huge scoop if, if it's real.
1: Yeah, <clears> if he shows the fuck up and that story turns out to be like true, like homie just got like instant credibility within this particular sphere.
0: One hundred percent. But so all the things involved. First and foremost, he's supposed to, if it happens, he's supposed to debut at the Arthur Ashe Show in New York because it's called Grand Slam. That's gonna be. That's supposed to be what Tony. Uh, can Mitchell you imagine
1: said. the New York smarks if Final 50, Countdown? Fifteen
0: thousand.
1: If 50, Final 50, Countdown 000? fucking hits,
0: banana pancake. Uh, that's number one. Number two. I think, so apparently what swayed the deal was the ability to work with New Japan. And we know, concretely, I don't know if it's a working relationship or what, but AEW is working with New Japan. I mean, just this week, Lynch Archer beat Moxley for the IWGP US title. And next week, he's fighting Haku's son, Hikuleo. So God bless Archer because the Samoans
1: because oh. we here at the Outsider's Edge still give all deference to the Tongans. The song might have changed, but the deference did not.
0: We know what side our bread is buttered on. Mm
1: hmm. hmm. We defer to all island nations.
0: So, first and foremost, I'm more excited about Brian and New Japan. Brian and the
1: Jingo? Jesus Christ.
0: Fuck Brian and Jingo?
1: Brian and Okada, Brian and Shingo, Brian and Brian Naito. Naito.
0: Brian, and, Brian, and Brian, versus Brian versus Naito, and who can kill each other before the match is over? <laughs> Brian versus Suzuki. Brian versus, Brian versus Ishii. Brian versus Um uh, Kota Ibushi, and who got the worst neck?
1: I mean, like, <laughs> give it to me. Directy, inject it directly into my veins. But, like, legitimately, though. Both of these things are evidence of something that there's lots of evidence for, which is AEW is cooking with grease right now. Like, they are cooking with grease. The fire is hot. They drew, or they had 1.125 million this week. Like... the number keeps going up. They're steadily getting more than a million viewers. They've uh-huh. got a lot of buzz. The show is easy to get through. Like, it is a quick two-act. So fast.
0: So fast. Too fast if, for my liking, but yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I I said before we started recording, but I think it's worth repeating. This p- past week's Dynamite, Fighter Fest Night 2, from top to bottom for me, one of the most enjoyable Dynamites they've done... In months. Now, some of that is because it played to one of my incredible personal biases, which is that it had no Cody and no Bucks.
0: Wonderful night for us. Yeah, like
1: for (laughs) me, that automatically raised the grade on the show because I'm just like, wait a minute, the two things that I like the least are not here?
0: We did have to deal with the Gallows match, but, you know, that was manageable. But
1: it was to further the hangman angle. And yes. we're here for anything that involves furthering of the hangman angle. Facts. And the hangman angle this week kind of clued me in, at least I think, to what the five uh, the five for next week are going to be. Facts. Because, uh, so they do have the angle. The way that it worked is Gallows was fighting Kaz because Kazarian is doing this whole elite hunter gimmick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Anderson helps Gallows win. And then Kenny comes out to beat the dog shit out of Kaz and cuts actually a pretty good promo for a little bit until he like forgot his lines and Don Callis had to finish it for him.
0: That was funny uh, to me. I got to no, give you, that was, that was funny. To me. I laughed at that.
1: It was hilarious. I couldn't tell if it was real or like he, <laughs> uh, which is, it makes it even better. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so he cuts his promo about how Kaz has been a thorn in his side for a long time. And, you don't want to do this and blah, blah, blah. And so, of course, Hangman comes out to confront uh, Gallows, Anderson, and Kenny and tries to fight them all by himself and gets overcome by the numbers game only to, of course, be rescued by the Dark Order. Specifically, he was rescued by the obvious tandem of Alex Reynolds and Johnny Hungy. Like, that was three and ten.
0: I mean, not three and ten. What's that, six and seven?
1: I think there's, yeah, I think there's six
0: and seven. Because
1: five is, out. there's Alan Angels is five, yes. and Preston is ten. And
0: um, Anna is 99. 99, yes.
1: yes. And Colt doesn't have a
0: number. I think Colt is six, is it eight, I think, or something um, like that.
1: Oh, that's right, because they were saving seven because they were recording uh, Gold Dust for a while. Yes, yes. Dustin Rhodes. Yes. Uh, anyway, no, but so he was obviously saved by Reynolds and Johnny Hungy. Um, yes. But the other pair, who I had thought were going to be the pair going in, were Evil Uno and Studos.
0: But they're 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 the the main people behind it now.
1: They are, but like what I was uncertain about because the stipulation for the match next week it's Hangman and the um, Hangman and the Dark Order versus the Elite. I'm yes. super and it's elimination style. I'm super excited because I'm gonna fucking be there. Because that show is in Charlotte, which is only an hour and a half from my fucking house. So, your boy gonna be in the crowd. uh, Rocking my Hangman page gear. Um, But anyway, if Hangman and the Dark Order win, not only does Hangman get a shot at Kenny's world title, but two members of the Dark Order get a shot at the Bucks for the tag title. I thought, obviously, that meant Reynolds and Silver were going to be involved in this match because I figured at this point Reynolds and Silver are the tag team that they're pushing because, like, John Silver's really fucking over. Sure. Um, But I wasn't sure if the other group was going to be Uno and Dos or it was going to be Ten and Colt Cabana.
0: Well, Ten's been kind of doing his own thing. He has been,
1: you're right, but he's also, again, somebody that's kind of over. Somebody the company sure. somebody the company clearly sees something in. Sure. And well, is a big hoss of a guy that could counter the fact that Luke Gallows is also a big hoss of a guy.
0: That's fair. To your point, it would make more sense, I guess, for the purposes of the match, if they put Cabana and Five in, because they'll they're easily and happily take a pin.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Because obviously the story is going to end up being either Hangman by himself
0: has to come back from down. Two, three down or something like that, yeah.
1: Yep. Or it will be the Dark Order is constantly working from behind. Because the whole point of the story that they're telling is Hangman learning that failure is okay and you pick yourself back up and you've got your friends who are with you to support you even when you fail and it's just so fucking heartwarming and sweet and, like, everything about it is wholesome.
0: i, I got to tell you, I've had my criticism by AEW stories. And a lot of the stories are good, but they're something off, or they're too short or something. They have one by mistake or by on purpose. Everything about this slow burn with Hangman and Kenny from the tag team to now has been Perfect. I gotta I all which is why I would be so offended. I would be physically offended if this match is not at all out. Because you can't give me all this for a year and a half and then do it at a random TV. I, I just can't handle that.
1: I mean, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Now what I could see happening, I could see them teasing the match for a random TV, doing a dusty, and then having the actual match at all out.
0: That would piss me off even more, because that's everything they say they're not.
1: I mean, yeah, but we already know they're everything they say they're not.
0: I ain't talking to you, big dog. I'm talking to the people listening.
1: <laughs> they sports entertainment, y'all. They are. They're really fucking good sports entertainment. Like, really fucking good. Especially
0: the past three weeks. Oh, it been on fire the past few yeah, weeks. Yeah,
1: that show is cooking with grease. And it also helps the we have been, one of the criticisms that we have for them helps them in a way. One of the criticisms that we have for them as a show is that the show is a sugar rush. It
0: mm-hmm. is a
1: really quick show. It is nonstop, constantly shit is just happening, 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 yeah. happening, happening. And at times it's just like, whoa, like just give me just one or two minutes to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, But where that does help them is it means the crowd is hot from start to start to finish that's fair that's fair you don't see as many lulls in the crowd and because they're running slightly smaller venues that are mm-hmm. fuller stadiums as a result you've got fuller audiences that are very loud which is adding to everything that's happening and the aew audience doesn't intentionally troll the way that wwe's in-person audience intentionally fucking trolls the that's company good
0: point that's a great AEW's point.
1: WWE's audience cheers the people they're supposed to fucking cheer. Boo's the people they're supposed to fucking boo. Chants the things they're supposed to fucking chant. Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker. The entire audience did the DMD in cadence on point. Like, it was perfect. They don't troll the company yeah. in a way that WWE's audience inherently fucking trolls them.
0: There, there's a trust. There's a trust, and I, I don't think the trust was ever earned, but they are holding up to it because AEW is doing everything that that fan base would want them to do. Yeah. Um. So there's a trust there, whereas you know Vince has dicked, dicked around WWE fans for <laughs> 25, 30 years. Um, we 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 moved a bit. I, there was something about Brian and Punk I wanted to touch on and I wanted to get your opinion on. If you, yeah, if hit me with. I, first and foremost, I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna make it seem like this is a negative and I don't wanna make it seem like I'm not excited or this isn't a big deal because this is huge. If this is the case, then this is the biggest shot to Vince since WCW. Oh and yeah, this say- is like
1: this is his not this isn't his Hall and Nash moment in the sense that like they were actively under contract and blah 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 blah. But this is definitely his like Oh shit, like they taking the I'm big names. I need not pay attention. Like yeah, they they taking the big names.
0: And to be fair, they're big names, but to Vince, they're not as big. But what I mean is market share. Yeah. This is the first people you can get. The- Jericho notwithstanding, that can steal some market share. Yeah,
1: these are of, people of the that wrestling. headline WrestleManias.
0: Yes, that Like that Daniel Bryan
1: literally just headlined WrestleMania. Yes.
0: That that have contacts Outside of wrestling, that can make a bigger buzz than all due respect of John Moxley would.
1: Like no, no, just I'm not saying that they're not WWE lifers. I'm never saying that they're not WWE lifers. But like Brian is married to a Bella. Thanks. That's cachet and connections.
0: Yes. Oh well, (laughs) very facts. Yes. One hundred percent. So number one, I want to say that this is this is much better for Punk than Brian. I'm terrified for Brian because the reason I want him to stay with WWE isn't a WWE fanboy thing, but it's because they're, they're actually going to protect him. They won't let him do the things he everything he wants to do because they have his whether y'all believe it or not, his best interest at heart. They want to see this man walking in 20 years. Well, if they have his best to,
1: interest at in heart for the wrong reasons. But they do have his best interest at heart.
0: I don't give a fuck why you're doing it, but they have his best interest at heart.
1: No, you're right, you're right, but I'm saying the reason people don't want to believe it is because the people correctly see that, like, Vince views most of the talent as inherently money mules, but, like, by viewing them as a money mule, you got to keep your mule alive.
0: Yes, I think Brian's a little different, I can give actual reasons to why Vince feels a little different about Brian. I mean, he paid that man to stay. In a role, making the same, you you're not wrong, I, but I feel like there is a difference between how he views Brian and a lot of other people, because Brian is one of the few people that proved him wrong. Not everybody proves Vince wrong. Brian proved him wrong, but I'm 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 a little disappointed if it, Brian does sign with AEW in, in New Japan because I'm I, he's gonna go and do crazy shit, and wrestle all these stupid matches where he gets dropped on his head 45 different times and all this. He's but, gonna bleed a lot, bleed a lot and. The diving headbutt's going to be back, and it's just its not going to be good. But more more than anything, I don't want to be that guy say anything negative because I don't want to be a hater because this is a big moment for AEW, and I'm excited for them. But I don't think this is as good as we think it is. I don't think this is as big a moment as we, as we think it is for one reason. Okay. The fucking roster is so bloated already. You have just taken two more spots. You're not going to sign a CM Punk and a Daniel Bryan and not use them.
1: You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And more to the point, I had the thought last night as I was watching Dynamite, a little behind the curtain. Y'all know we record on Thursdays. Um, I had a thought last night as I was watching Dynamite when they had Orange Cassidy facing off against the Blade Mm -hmm. and that, like, one-on-one match, and it was all, you know, they told a a good story with the Brass knocks and whatnot, but I just thought to myself, okay, so, like, Orange just fought for the world title. His previous Mm -hmm. program prior to that was against Jericho um, and Miro. So, like, you've clearly established this guy as, like, one of your, like, higher card guys. What is there for a guy like that to do right now? because like the TNT title's not really a mid-card title. It's it's more like I don't know. It or, it is a mid-card title, but it just it feels more like a prop than anything because it, like of the way that it's been utilized. And I mean sure. some of that is just because Darby Allen held it for fucking ever.
0: Sure, sure. You're right. You, there's not, there's not much for people to do. Just, just hear me out. When's the last time you heard or saw this person? Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I'm gonna run through a list of just some random people. Okay. And I'm looking at their roster. And, and wait till I finish, if you don't mind. Okay. Anthony go Either of the Gun Club. The Boulder Kids, or whatever they're called, right? The Boulders. Brock Anderson. Last time you seen Brock Anderson, right? Um, the acclaimed. Bowens and Caster. When was last time you seen those guys, right? Um, Jack Evans. Where the fuck did he go? Joey Janela. Where is Joey Janela right now? I know he's res- doing GCW stuff. Where is he? Kip. Sa- well, Kip Sabian's hurt, so I apologize. Lee Johnson with with uh, the with um. The Nightmare family. What happened to him? Luther and Serpentico? Where'd they go? What happened to him? We just saw Marco Stunt last night, so that's good on that. But you know, uh, I know Seidel had a match maybe four weeks ago, but what, him and his brother, where are they at, right? Um, we're finally gonna get uh proud and powerful in a match, but what happened to the wing to the wingman? What have I seen? Any of them do anything? Any of the wingman? Um Scorpio and Ethan Page. Ethan Page had a major match where Scorpio sky. What's he doing, right? Uh Sunny Kiss. Is he still signed to the company? Like so many of these people that I'm naming and these are just people who haven't been seen. Well, and,
1: and the answer the answer to your question and it is an answer, it's just not a good answer. The answer to your question is most of those people have been relegated to to dark and dark elevation and the thing about those is those are the YouTube shows, so you gotta go you have to want to go out of your way to watch them. And and I'm not saying that to disrespect dark or dark elevation. I'm not saying that Respect. to I'm also not saying that because we will inevitably get the criticism from people of like, well, you say that people aren't being utilized, but you're not watching, blah, 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 blah. That's not a televised show. It's streamed for free on their YouTube channel, and that is exposure, especially for a lot of the like unsigned people or people that are on the fringe of being signed th- people that they're thinking
0: about using there's the tag team from reality of wrestling on toni- on dark tonight. and team for a lot of us.
1: those guys and for a lot of those guys and gals that'll be on that that'll be the biggest audience that they've been exposed to because yep. even though only a fraction of the television audience watches dark and dark elevation they're still gonna probably get a quarter of a million views half a million views.
0: Well, then the 9, 10, 11,000 people in the crowd.
1: Yeah. So, like, for a lot of those folks, that's their biggest exposure to mm-hmm. date. It also is going to make them so many connections and is a huge thing they can put on their resume. They can put on their resume that's... that they worked for the second largest company yep. in North America on a televised match and blah, 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 blah. So, like, I'm not trying to disrespect Dark and Dark Elevation, but what I'm saying is... If I'm a dynamite viewer, if I'm like and, and maybe I'm gonna watch Rampage as well, because that's also a televised show. If I'm mm-hmm. only watching the televised product,
0: mm-hmm.
1: am I seeing these people?
0: And furthering your point, it they, it's not like they have a roster for each show like WWE does. I'm not trying to say WWE is right, I'm just comparing apples to apples, right? It's not that they have one set roster for each show, everybody's all together. So, you say all these people are named, they're mostly relegated to Dark and Dark Elevation, but so are the bigger names. Moxley wrestles on Dark or Dark Elevation. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Pac just had a match that was taped on Dark or Dark Elevation. Eddie Kingston and... All the big stars are on there, too. So it's like, not only is oh, a huge these ch- people, but the big guys are, too. Like,
1: the match that they have... Part of the match that they're having next week on Fight for the Fallen of Christian Cage and Jurassic Express versus the Hardy Hard Family change. Office. Yeah. Par- a huge chunk of that has been almost exclusively on Dark. Yeah. Of Luchasaurus or Jungle Boy... Having matches with various members of the Hardy family office and getting fucking jumped every fucking time by the entire cohort. And then the other members of Jurassic Express or Christian coming to the rescue, and like Christian and Jungle Boy aligning themselves after the Matt Hardy match last week. Like some of that has been done on Dynamite, but a good chunk of that has also been done on Dark. And, like, that means that, yes, they are using Dark, but it also means that, like, again, if I'm only watching the televised products, I'm not getting a chance to see regularly some of these people on the roster.
0: And that's my main concern about signing Punk and or Brian. Not that they shouldn't. They'd be stupid not to. But they've tried to kind of quell a lot of those problems by putting everybody in the fucking stable. Which... Is short, is a short term fix, but a long term problem, and I, I don't like it personally. But again, I'm not their target demo. Um, but eventually, like you're gonna have to pay, but you're gonna have to sow, reap what you sow. What they're doing right now is they're like they're so top heavy, and they're so deep that either he's gonna have to release people, or people are inevitably gonna be be, be tired of not working. You know, and again, it's, it. they have such goodwill that it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. But you tell, I can, under, I, like, I, I am shocked that a guy like Joey Janela said, hasn't said I'm sick of this shit. Because Joey does such great work in business in the indies. Well, I'm not working AEW. What, and you're not getting health care from AEW because they lied to you about that. Wrestlers don't get health care at AEW. Only the people who work for the office do. So Joey, not like they're paying his benefits or nothing. So you know, like I, I I don't understand why is it cool to sit in catering at AW, but you're making more money and more exposure in WWE, but it's but we're bitching about that. I mean, better environment is that it is it is it worth that much?
1: I mean, I think that's dependent on the person. You know, everybody's definition of, like, you know, what it takes to make them happy is a little bit different. I think, you know, the creative freedom matters a lot more to certain people than it does to others. Um, Malachi
0: Black being one of those.
1: I th- Oh, yeah. And I also think one thing that you do hear repeatedly from people, even people that don't end up signing with them... Long term, one thing that you hear repeatedly, over and, over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, is apparently the locker room environment there is just like really fucking awesome. It's apparently just a really great place to work.
0: Yeah, well, because it's it, because I'm I, I'm gonna say that because I'm gonna sound like a hater. I keep it to myself because I don't wanna I don't wanna come out as a hater because I'm none of this is coming from a place of hate or a place of disappointment or a place of um, jealousy that my company isn't doing this, but like calm and maybe something's wrong with me. I'll admit that. Maybe something's wrong with me. I want to have a great work environment at work, but I want to have a structure of business at my place of business as well. Right? And so I don't want there to be more fun than business at my job because ultimately this is where I'm making my fucking money. Does it make sense? I mean, in in a way, it does
1: make sense, but I mean, I don't think that we have any evidence that it's an all-play, no-work environment to really be like.
0: We don't have any. We don't have any. They don't listen to any of the guys backstage. They do whatever they want when they're out there. We've they've well, been criticized a million times means, for referees, for botches. No, for that means there's an issue. But that, that means
1: that, but that means there's an issue of chain of command and Structure. consequences.
0: That's what I'm but,
1: But that doesn't mean that there's not work happening
0: at the environment. No, 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 I don't mean that. What I mean is, what what I mean, and I I see how I misconstrued that to you, and I'm sorry. But what I I mean is, for me, for example, I work in IT. I have so much freedom in my job, so much freedom that I can do. I don't want to say I can do anything, but I, I can do a lot of what I want. I have so much freedom. But ultimately, if I had full autonomy, the job would suck because I would never work. There would need to be some structure. So like now, what we do is, I have some days on, some days off. Some days I'm in the office, some days I'm at home, right? So there's some sense of structure, but there's enough freedom for me to enjoy myself and have fun. I don't think that there's enough structure at AEW and it, it, it doesn't matter now because they're they're knocking out the park and it's so new, doesn't matter. But I don't think there's enough structure at AW for them to continue to grow the way they need to grow, because the mistakes that they're making, everybody's not going to continue to be like, hey, no big deal. Eventually, they're going to start mattering to everybody.
1: I mean, I guess that's fair. My counter, my my counterpoint would, and the point I was trying to make was. When people keep hearing that a place has a great work environment, it becomes a place it. that other people want to work in.
0: That's yeah, that's right. You're right. Especially you
1: especially when realistically, if you're an up-and-coming mm-hmm. talent, you know you've got two basic options in the United States to make good money. One of them, you're just like, I'm gonna make really good money, but there are decades worth of history of this work environment being hit or miss. Mm-hmm. I'm either gonna like fall in with the exact right group of people, be protected very, very well, and just be, like, set for life forever. Or I'm potentially going to have someone literally take a shit in my duffel bag.
0: Why are you bringing up old stuff, bro?
1: And, like, there's not a whole lot going to be done about it. <laughs> so, like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. my work environment at this one place, I'm going to make really good fucking money. But it could be good or... Or it could also like end up being really, really utterly disappointing and potentially like very toxic. Yeah. On the flip side, I've got this other company where I know I can make maybe less money, but I, I can still make good money, especially for my industry. And the reviews are just overwhelmingly, this is a really positive work environment and a great place to be and a place that you're going to be excited to show up to and happy to be around and blah 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 the those kinds of things do
0: influence people's choices. So maybe maybe this is the pragmatist in me. But how many companies you've seen where that's all funny hot good good hey 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 this is great that's lasted long.
1: I mean, you know, I've seen it le- I've seen companies last long. I haven't seen the illusion last long. I mean, Google is famous for they like were famous for the way that they revolutionized the workplace and mm-hmm. changed the game and blah 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 blah. And then, like, 15 years later, we realized that, like, yeah, all of those Napa or uh, Napa Valley tech people are on like copious amounts of meth and cocaine because that's the only way that they can keep up with these 80 hour work weeks. Because by making your work complex this like playground, people expect you to. Fucking live there.
0: That, that that silence is for me saying point. Now oh. you want to call me a hater on that one? I'll accept that because I, I'm not trying to purposefully hate, but like it's almost too good to be true over there, and it's literally this is built off the backs of of years of WWE hatred, so like at some point. You, want to build, you got to build your company off of if we want to be a good company. And your boy just came out, Tony Khan just came out after the show this Wednesday, yesterday, two days ago for you guys listening to this, after the show, right before dark, and dissed the Performance Center. Like, this, this is nothing but, like, it's. this is a deb, this company is, is a totally WWE role.
1: Which is totally unnecessary because, as I said to start the segment off, like, they're cooking with grease creatively
0: right now. Fantastic, but, but so good.
1: But, so other than Jr. Other than Jr. Like get Jr. Well, we, the fuck up out of this goddamn booth.
0: We we know what that is, and Ooh. and look. So let's move on from that because I don't want to continue go and continue to.
1: All right, be, all right. Well, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. on. Um, we gotta pay some bills first, so we're gonna take a quick ad break, and then we'll come back and we'll. Transition
0: to some WWE shit. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products
1: and digital commissions using the promo code CHARESHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code ChairShot to save 10%. That's (laughs) AngryLemonade.net. Five ninety nine 99 per month get your free trial today at powerslam.tv go to powerslam.tv promo code chair shot get your free month again that's powerslam.tv
0: promo code chair shot
1: thechairshot.com always thanks for uh helping us pay the bills well. if you enjoyed this show and any of the shows that we provide here on the network make sure you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot pick you up some of that cool ass chair shot merch Get a hashtag journalism short to support us uh, here at the Outsider's Edge. And speaking of showing some support and buying merch and doing all the fun things, yo, man, you got to go to a WWE show. The first WWE show in front of the fans. What was that like?
0: I've been to many, many wrestling shows, not just WWE shows, multiple WrestleManias, been to a Rumble. I've been to war games and take. I've been to a lot of shows. I've been very, very lucky and blessed in my life. There has never been an environment I've been in in my life like this one. This past Friday, it felt so good, just as a collective, to be in that space. And if you guys watched at home, there was it. I hope it came off the way it was in arena, but like these guys were coming out in in girls. Everybody was coming out, literally near tears, just so happy to be the with the
1: videos. Broke a fucking Hunter and Stephanie chilling with the crowd before the show, like they were fucking amped Yeah, to have crowds back.
0: Oh, Kevin Owens came out and had to take stop for stop for a second. Edge, the Mysterios, like you mentioned earlier, like even yeah, Roman was, was taking the back Mysterio's, back.
1: Mysterios, that was Dominic Mysterios' first. Ever match in front of a live crowd. Yep. That was Dominic Mysterio's first ever match in front of a live crowd. And watching it on the televised broadcast, I, I want to get back to your thoughts here in a second. Yeah. But real quick, I will say for Dominic, like, watching it on the televised broadcast, you could see the look in his face of both, holy shit, this is so fucking cool, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, is this really happening? And also, at the same time, a little bit of an oh shit like what do i do when there's like actually people here for my entrance i'm not used to like having fans to interact with i'm used to just like come out carry my dad to the ring and we do the thing um i don't really know what to do when i've got like a crowd to play to but like it was all that was a cool moment to see like so much of it was just Really great moments to see in terms of, like, you could tell how excited people were to be back in front of an audience again. And oh, I love man. It. So,
0: so true. And two other people I want to mention real quick about just coming out to the ring. Well, more than two, because, I mean, Biggie, of course, over um, everybody. But, dog, Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan. I mean, Liv was crying. Like, now nah, she cries all the damn time, which is part annoying. of the gimmick, honestly. It's annoying as hell to me. But nonetheless, th- those were real tears. Those weren't gimmick tears. Because I don't think she expected to get that reaction. Um, but, man, it was, so, it was such a great show. And they gave us a great show. Great matches, crazy moments. We got an Otis Cesaro match and Cesaro got squashed. But Otis is killing it right now in that role. But nonetheless, really, really good surprises. Oh, that's um, looking like
1: fucking Angry Uncle Buck.
0: And for the record, if you've ever been to a SmackDown, they're going to give you, because SmackDown is just two hours, they're going to give you post-match. The pre-show, oh, not the pre-show, but the dark matches were, if you watch NXT, Odyssey Jones, the big, big homeboy who is over, and Zion Quinn, who Daniel Verdot, a former Australian rugby player, versus Austin Theory and Harry Smith. Harry Smith's first show back Baby Bulldog. yeah the bulldogs back that's that's
1: crazy that was very crazy and of it's course, crazy because lead- I just the company has never given any reason to believe that they believe in Harry and he fits
0: like so well in those like foreign companies well I'll tell you why because Harry's never been a, a sports entertainer. Harry had to learn to become a sports entertainer. He's he was professional. Do you think he's
1: learned how to do that? Did Suzuki teach him?
0: Did Suzuki teach him? Suzuki and MLW has helped him majorly in his presentation. I'm going to give Suzuki
1: all the credit for everything because I know better. Suzuki, (laughs) Suzuki, I want no smoke.
0: I'm with it. Kaze Nidare, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Ali and Zaya. but the but the dark match, um, they. A whole bunch of people came out, faces and heels. Finn, Shane Thorne came out in a cowboy hat. So many people. And they had a a, a, a 12-man Dolphin route, a 12-man um, Battle Royal to see who would face Seth Rollins since Seth Rollins won the match at the end of the show. And Big E won that, right? And then you, Rollins comes in, boom, jumps him, and Big E hits him real fast. Big ending, and the crowd loses their mind. But you know who the most over man the whole night was? Mm. Pat McAfee, dog.
1: <laughs> Yo, everybody loves Pat. And Pat came out to Seven Nation Army. Like, it's hard not... And he talked about it on his show afterwards. Yes. He talked about it. He was like, yeah, they were just like, this isn't going to be televised. So just pick a song, any fucking song. And he was just like, well, shit, I want the song that's going to get the crowd fucking hyped, So Yeah, like...
0: the song you chant to, of course. <laughs> yeah.
1: So he was like, hit him with the Seven Nation Army.
0: <laughs> and he came out with the big-ass belt buckle and the cowboy and the bolo tie and the cowboy boots. And, man, look, so we was live. It was fantastic. I bought my tickets for Raw in October. By the way, I got AEW tickets for the 18th of August. Great time to be a wrestling fan right now. I'm so excited.
1: Oh, fuck, yeah. Um, like, one last thing I will say about McAfee, because I, yeah, I hadn't even thought to bring him up. Another thing that he had said on one of his shows this past week because he had Cole on as a guest yes. on one of his shows this past week one of the things he talked about before he was talking to Cole is he was telling the he was telling the rest of the guys on the show like they don't tell him a lot of the stuff that's going to happen mm-hmm. on SmackDown or on the pay-per-view they only really tell him something if they l- really feel like he needs to know it to, like, give off the reaction that they want him to give. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, he just finds out as shit happens. Um, and I love that. Because, like, I like the authenticity that Pat brings to the product.
0: hmm Um... But I got to tell you, you know, the best, I love it too. But the best thing about Patton is that they legitimately just let him be him. They don't try to overproduce him or make him to be something. Or they let him be him. And to that point, Cole credit,
1: loves working with him.
0: Cole fucking it up. loves working with to him. That, to that point, Michael Cole said very clearly on his show, You have revitalized my career.
1: Yeah, because he brings levity which is something that Cole has not gotten in quite a while.
0: And and he's not wrestling. He's not a wrestling guy. Yeah. So, like, JBL, as good as as much chemistry as they had, was a wrestling guy giving wrestling tropes. This dude out here just really talking what he think. Like, when John Cena came out and Cole was like, it's Cena, and he was like, where?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Did the whole can't see him thing. Yeah. And so, like, Pat and Cole have great chemistry, it works, it adds a lot to SmackDown, Mm -hmm. it adds a lot to the pay-per-view product. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that, like, this is one of those moves, like, I know it was done at the behest of Fox, like, Fox made a good call
0: on this one. Well, so they couldn't have gone wrong, because either Pat McAfee or Daniel Cormier, either one would have been great. Yeah, like I know
1: this was done at therapy. Has Fox made a good call? Fox made a good call. And also, I will say this: American Ninja Warrior guy isn't bad. I was I mean, worried. Bad. Yeah, I was worried when they brought him in. I wasn't fully convinced, but he does a pretty good job.
0: You know what I appreciate about him is that he's less of a play-by-play guy and more of a – He gives more of his opinion than most play-by-play guys do because we know he's well, a shit he, person. Well, and he can
1: get away with doing that because Raw's a three-man booth, and the other two are Byron and Corey. And Byron and Corey can carry the
0: show on their own, literally by themselves. They needed to absolutely. Yeah,
1: like we, Byron and we, Corey. Byron and Corey don't need a straight play-by-play guy. They could yes. do the entire show without the play-by-play guy. Is really, honestly, only necessary for the Raw team to run point on all the advertising and to spew the company lines.
0: We have for the first time in a long time, we have three enjoyable booths. And I'm I'm very happy about that.
1: And honestly, honestly, AEW's booth could be completely fixed by removing JR. I wasn't talking
0: about AEW. I was talking about NST for the record. But yes.
1: Oh, I know. But that's but I'm saying like AEW's booth could be completely fixed just by removing JR. Because Tony and Excalibur can carry the show on their own and Taz and Jericho are great in their occasionals.
0: Taz and Jericho? You fucking brought uh, Mark Henry and Big Show.
1: Well, yeah, that's true. They also have them but I'm saying like Taz and Jericho are actually used
0: on Dynamite. Sure, but Jericho's never going to leave full-time. It's, he's three. Especially with Punk and, yeah, and Brian right, coming?
1: Because he's doing the five trials of Jericho so that he can bring out every Bro. gimmick that he's ever done.
0: Understand. If if, if Punk and Jericho, if Punk and Brian really come in, you know how quick he's going to drop the MJF feud and try to feud one of them so fast? <laughs> Nick Gage, um, who? I mean...
1: Oh. Can we talk about that'll probably be my concessions match? Not even because it won't be good. I'm sure it'll be fine. But, like, I have
0: no, no
1: need to see Chris Jericho and Nick Gage in a no-rules match at this stage in my life. That'll be entirely too much unnecessary bloodshed for me.
0: That must I understand. I, I do want to say this, though. As a guy that has seen this man's whole story...
1: I'm happy as fuck for Nick Gage.
0: I'm so geeked like, for him I'm to get gonna, this I'm moment.
1: Gonna, I'm going to be in the crowd for the entrance so that I can give him the pop because, like, he deserves that. Like, he yes. deserves that.
0: Talk about and making your then life I'm going
1: to go get some popcorn and a pretzel because, like, I can't handle what the two of them will probably do in a no-rules
0: situation. By the way, Nick Gage is going to run next week because he got Jericho and then he got Cardona that weekend.
1: Yeah, that's right. He does have Cardona that Kyle,
0: weekend. Kyle, we might have to buy a GCW pay-per-view. I want to see that match, dog. I want uh, to see that all match. All
1: right, all right, fine. Fuck it. Fuck it. We I might mean, have to it. Buy the it. world is The world has turned topsy-turvy because <laughs> our leader, Jay White, has returned to Impact, and so now we're going to have to pay attention to fucking Impact again.
0: You know how much that hurts, my heart? Dude, it's every
1: five years. Every five years, Impact pulls some shit, makes us pay attention for, like, four months. Then they pull (laughs) an Impact to remind us why we don't pay attention.
0: Oh, well, okay, shout-out to Chris Bay, Black Bullet Club member, finally. And Jay White versus Kenny Omega with the Good Brothers on one side and with G.O.D. on the other. You might have oh, got like, my money Like,
1: there. Yeah, like, we're going to pay for it. We're yeah. going to pay for it. Yeah. What I can't understand, legitimately can't understand, is how is that not on AEW?
0: That's on Impact. God, the my friend. Uh, that's right. That's right. Scott DeMore. Right. Remember, Don Callis technically don't work for Impact no more. No, he don't. They took his powers away. He's gone. Um. So. To kind of get back on track. Top to bottom. What did you think of Money in the Bank?
1: So from start to finish. I enjoyed Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. As a show. Um, you know. I was hoping Kofi. Got a little bit more of a chance to shine. But like. I'm happy he got a WWE title match again.
0: Hey, it was, it, was, Kofi, it was more than eight seconds. <laughs> yeah. It was.
1: It wasn't the shortest match ever. But. Um, Loved seeing Big E win. Loved seeing Big E win. I love any opportunity to hear Roman Reigns' new entrance theme. Like that final boss music is just so fucking great. Um like the only thing that I just straight up did not like, did not like. It wasn't the entire match, but like the Alexa stuff went too far for me in the women's match. Like not all of it, you know, when she was actually wrestling, wrestling, cool. But, like, that Alexa Zelina shit was a bridge too far for me. That was a bridge entirely too fucking
0: far. <laughs> yeah, I can understand. It doesn't It doesn't bother me, but I get it. I I understand because it, it's so far from. that. It's you're... so over the top. And I love camp. You know this. I love camp. Speaking of camp, can I go off on just a quick tangent? Of course. I don't fuck with the dude. He don't do nothing for me. But the Orange Cassidy Sting shit made me laugh so hard.
1: Orange Cassidy is a gift.
0: Let me tell you why it made me laugh, though. Yeah, go ahead. Because at the end of it, you know, the whole Sloth style, when Sting did the lazy chest, I was dead,
1: dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was great. That is a use of Sting that I'm here for. That is a use of Sting that I'm here for.
0: That was hilarious. So shout out to that. I just wanted, speaking of camp, That was hilarious,
1: but go ahead, sorry. Well, no, so, like, I'm here for camp, and I'm here for hammy, and I'm here for, you know, committing to the gimmick and blah, 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 but it was just, like, Alexa stares at Zelina Vega, and they pull a mirror skit, and I'm just, like, okay. I could have maybe, I could have gotten on board with, the way that they set it up originally of Zelina's climbing the ladder and getting ready to reach for the briefcase and, oh, Alexa's there, and it's like, oh, shit, I'm freaked the fuck out because this bitch does scary shit. And I could have even gotten on board with Alexa giving her the weird googly eyes and Zelina freaking the fuck out and just being like, nope, nope, nope. I don't need to briefcase that bad. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> climbing off the ladder, just like, nope, it's cool. It's cool. And somebody else comes in or whatever. But just like the way that it lingered there,
0: I was like, ooh, this is... Hypnotism is real, Kyle.
1: Um, I did, I did, however, appreciate the way that Nikki got the briefcase where they were doing the traditional bullshit spot of all the ladies fighting on a ladder at the same goddamn time. And this time somebody actually snuck up the goddamn ladder, and just scoop that shit? Can I say? That Naomi got robbed and she should have won the briefcase? Yes, oh, of course well, we cle- can say that.
0: Clearly, clearly. But but her time will come because she's about to join the bloodline. Join line. the
1: bloodline, yeah. Um, she's going to sit at the table with her tribal chief.
0: you got to say, man, I've never felt happier for a person and been more disdained with the character than this fucking Nikki Ash... A.S.H. superhero shit. Now, oh,
1: the gimmick is trash. I'm happy for Nikki. I'm happy yes. as fuck for Nikki. The gimmick is trash. I know it's her idea. I know it's her idea, and she's fully committed to it, mm-hmm. and whoop-de-fucking-do that still don't make it not trash.
0: No, I hate it. Now, again, a perfect example of when things are not for you, that show ain't for me, but I'm happy for her. and did you see what uh, Damo put out about her?
1: No, I, I saw what a lot of the other people had been putting
0: out, what he put out. Uh, I want to read it to you specifically because it, 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 it's not a shot, but it was a shot. But it's so good. Uh, it says, <clears throat> it wasn't working, but you didn't cry. You didn't get salty online, didn't hate on your peer's success. Instead, you worked crazy hard in the gym. And you worked crazy hard in the ring. You went above and beyond to get this pitch right, and you nailed it. You finished this day as a WWE champion. Now, I'm, and mind you, Demo got released. He was one of the releases, too. How many of these motherfuckers bitch, be bitching and shit and talking about, well, they wouldn't let me do this or I couldn't do this? When well, you got people like her who's actually taking the work, taking the time to get better, taking the time to pitch your stuff. Unlike people like Peyton Royce, all due respect to Cassie. I got no issues with her. But they ask you what you want to do and you're like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm boring. I just sit at home and watch TV all day. Bitch make something up.
1: I still well, I I think that that is an issue. I think the I think the other inherent issue, and we have talked about this multiple times on the show. I think the problem now is the company's too big. And sure. Sure. and in the case, like, because there are cases where you're right, where they will go to someone and ask, like, hey, what do you want to do? And they don't have anything. But there are also plenty of cases that we also hear about where people are just like, well, I had ideas, but I couldn't get to nobody.
0: Nobody oh, that actually mattered. He didn't. Nobody knew Andrade was healthy for three months.
1: Yeah. And it's like, how do you let this go? And obviously we see now, you know, he's hot, 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 hot fire. Um. With Chavo Guerrero over in AEW. So, like... But, um... No, I enjoyed Money in the Bank on the whole. Um, My bigger issue is Monday Night Raw after Money in the Bank. Raw right, continues we'll to struggle. Raw continues to struggle as a show. I watched the entire three hours. Raw continues to struggle as a show in terms of, like, that is a long fucking three hours. Um, but... Fucking Goldberg. Okay. So do you want to talk about it? I mean, I don't, but yeah, let's talk about it.
0: Okay. Like, fuck. Look, I'm with you. Like, if My day would be a lot better if we didn't have to talk about Goldberg, but, but we, we have, have to. to.
1: Yeah.
0: My qualms, I don't have any qualms with Goldberg coming back in general. I actually think he brings something to the product. My problem is him walking back into every fucking title match when he's like one for a thousand at this point. I'm being very exaggerative. The best he was, he's was he been used since the Lesnar feud was when he feuded with Dolph Ziggler. That was the best he had been used because it's a way, even, even the feud with Undertaker, even though the match is probably the wor- one of the worst of all time, mm-hmm. that's how I want him to be used. Let him feud with Randy Orton, Matt Riddle, Anybody else in 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 the business in the company, but to have him continue to walk into championship matches is just egregious. And I get I get why. Don't underst- Don't don't misunderstand me. I get why. Bottom line rules the day. I get it, but I'm tired of it. So that's my only qualm with the guy. I'm just like this motherfucker. Like and my qualm especially about
1: it. He's you brought up. He comes back to these title matches. In spite of the fact that he repeatedly loses, not only does he repeatedly fucking lose, but I'm just like, bro, you're 54 years old. The streak was 20, no, not 20. The streak was 24 years ago. It's well, 2021. The streak that, was 97.
0: To that point, let me just say this to that point, because I want you to finish your point, but to that point, people who don't watch wrestling anymore have been texting me, oh, Goldberg back? That's why he's back. Yeah. <sighs> Jeez. And it just, it's it's facts. When I went to SmackDown, you're right, my best friend my and best that's friend why with me and he doesn't he hasn't watched he doesn't watch wrestling at all. All he kept worrying about was is John Cena here? Where's The Rock? Oh, I know Edge. Oh, I know Rey Mysterio. So when Goldberg came, he called me. He was like, Why you ain't tell me Goldberg was coming back?
1: Yeah, you're right, you're right. But that's that's inherently symptomatic of a problem that the WWE has. And it's, it's a problem that doesn't have a solution, realistically. Here's the problem. 21 years ago, 8 million people were watching wrestling. That's, that's the problem. 21 years ago, 8 million people were regularly watching just Raw or just Nitro. I mean... A combined, I'm- like, 15 million people were watching this shit 25 years ago. Um, and this is, and, and here's why this is inherently a problem. It means that because even as early as, even as early as 2002, you regularly, for an episode of Raw or SmackDown, we're getting between two and six million people. Mm-hmm. Even as late as 2002. In the height mm-hmm. of the SmackDown 6 era, which is why people mm-hmm. have heard of Edge and Rey Mysterio and these motherfuckers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so what So, what inherently the problem is, is you've got millions of people who don't give a fuck about wrestling anymore, but they used to. Mm-hmm. And they've heard of these 10 people, eight of which can't even fucking walk anymore. At least not like straight. No, you're right. Uh, But they've still heard of these 10 people. So anytime one of these 10 people is involved, those like handful of people are interested for five minutes. But the problem is, and this is why I say it's a problem, those people are not actually coming back. They might watch the next episode of Raw for a hot minute. Or they'll watch until the Goldberg segment comes on. But those people aren't coming back. Because if they haven't come back at any point in this 20-year window, they're not coming now. But the WWE has to keep chasing them because 8 million people were watching 24 years ago. How many people... And I know, I know ratings are different. I know cool. ratings are different. We talk about that all the time. But even in spite of the fact that ratings are different, how Mm -hmm. many people are averaging a Monday Night Raw now? You're right. And so they have to keep going back to this well of people like fucking Goldberg over and over and over again because they're chasing after this section of the fan base that's never coming back.
0: And it's honestly a little sad. Everything you said is right. But I feel like it's half the story. Because, you know, I, I take umbrage, not with you, but with like a lot of the rhetoric about the part timers because some of it is, some of it, a small part of it is disingenuous. What I mean by that is this I understand they keep going to the well. And that's a problem. It's a major problem. I understand they keep reaching out for old fans instead of trying to find ways to build new fans. That's a problem. But these people, by and large, Taker, for all those years, uh, Goldberg, whoever else you want to add to these lists, Triple H if you want to, even though he's there every day, they only come back for maybe two months out of the whole year. So we have the rest of the year to see the main people we want to see pushed get pushed. And we sit on support. But then when Goldberg comes out, forget the IWC fans. Forget the people not in the arena. The arena goes crazy. When Edge comes back, I was there Royal Rumble 2020. The arena goes crazy. So it's like, a perfect example is Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre was getting his theme when the pandemic started. Carried to come through the pandemic, and now he's getting booze because he's been in the title picture too long. So it's like, Everything you said about the part-timers and Goldberg specifically is right but it's also the other side of it is that we're not getting behind the people' we're supposed well, to give hold up hold up hold up hold up so I'll, here's what I want to say though I want to push back on this
1: we don't support thing because I I again would would argue it's not the it's it's not the people that you're thinking that aren't supporting because the people that bitch all the time, They're still watching and buying. They still have Peacock, and they still go to the show, and they still do. So, like, they are supporting. They just can't shut the fuck up. The thing is, when the part-timers come, people that weren't supporting start supporting again for a little bit, and then they go back to not supporting because they're not actually fans. I think the real issue, as is always the case with almost everything, because, like, you know, this is the world we live in in 2021, and the internet has given all you mouth-breathing pieces of shit a fucking platform. Um, (laughs) The problem isn't that people don't support. The problem is they do support. They just can't shut the fuck up, and they're never satisfied.
0: I mean... We're going to have to agree to disagree on that because the numbers show that they don't support what they say they do. And I am of the belief that most of the IWC does not financially support shit. Most of the IWC people don't buy tickets to shows, don't pay for for the shows correctly, appropriately. They'll pirate them. Don't buy merch. I'm speaking just specifically, particularly to WWE. Right, I, I can't speak to the Indies or anything like or AW or any other companies. Just speaking, just the WWE. They don't. Most of the people I associate with on the IWC that I talk to, I bet nine. I'm not even bet. I know for a fact the overwhelming majority of them don't buy the shows. So it's like that's what I mean by supporting. When we go to these shows, when I go that show I was at this past week, most of them people wasn't that hard wrestling fans.
1: A lot of people that go to any show aren't a... Di-
0: of that's any, the supporting, of any though.
1: Given, of any given form of entertainment, in any given form of entertainment, of your given audience, maybe 30% is diehard fans. Maybe. But, but that's the form of entertainment. And the other 60% are people who were free that night and didn't think it sounded like a bad idea. You're, that's that's
0: the truest shit ever. But that's the I could talk all day long but until recently you couldn't get they couldn't make money off of socials now they found a way to do that in the past 5 years 3 years but bef- all that talk means nothing if it's five, what that's why me and you talk all the time on this show about we support what we want we buy the shirts of the wrestlers we we like we buy the shows that maybe there's only one match we want to see but we pay for it because we believe in supporting the artists Shit,
1: i bought I bought um, the last show that Effie put on. I can't even remember the name of the show, but it was the one that him and Pero had the like oh, last yeah. Daddy Standing match. That was the only match that I actually wanted to watch. And honestly, I didn't even care if I watched it because I knew it would be super fucking hardcore because Effie does super fucking hardcore shit. Mm-hmm. But I also knew that it was a card of gay wrestlers. Doing support. just like fun shit, and I'm just like, yeah, I can spend twenty bucks on that. It wasn't even twenty; I think it was only fifteen.
0: So, so that's all I mean. That's 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 the only point I'm trying to make is that like some a lot of some some of this I say a lot, but I think at a fair point. Some of this is on us too, because the second we stop supporting these old guys, and the second we start throwing our money behind these new guys money speaks. They'll never be able to question anything.
1: At some point, here's here's the other thing. And I mean, we be, I know we've been saying this for going on a decade now, but it's it's still true. At some point, and it's not just the company, it's also people as fans. At some point y'all got to stop worrying Oh, I don't know. I I'm, I'm just worried they're going to fuck up Adam Cole. If they do blah blah blah. Just keep buying his fucking shirts, yo. Just keep buying the shirt, keep screaming Bay Bay. Keep having your kid make a sign for Adam Cole and then it don't matter cuz like Cesaro, he'll have a contract for life. Hey. And isn't that what you fucking want? It should be what you fucking want. I know you say like you say that you want them to be successful, but you what you mean is you want them to be your version of successful, you want yep. them to win titles and you want them to be prestigious in that regard. You know what I mean when I say I want them to win, be successful? I mean, I want them to take a lot of these rich motherfuckers' money. Yep, and be I easy. want you to cash every check that Nick Khan or Vince McMahon writes with their blood money. I want you to take every check. Red goddamn penny! I want you to sign every endorsement deal. I want you to fleece for every autograph session and every appearance fee. That's what the fuck I mean. Yep. I want you to be secure. I want you to be able to say, "I want to take a vacation across the uh across the continent. I want to go to Europe just for fuck you." One
0: hundred percent. I couldn't have said it better myself.
1: Like, fuck all this titles and shit. Like, titles are great. Don't get me wrong. It's cool. That's cool. Titles are awesome. So's money. I want you to not have student debt.
0: (laughs) Yes, I want you to be able to have a house that you've paid for and be able to go to your other I
1: want you to be able to afford health care.
0: Not just have
1: that good company provided shit, but also be able to afford the doctor's visit when you got a copay.
0: Hey Amen. Preach. You preach it to the choir. Like, so, yeah. So that's 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 that all, conversation. All
1: we're saying, no, but all we're saying, y'all, is readjust your concept of success. That's all we mean. Readjust your concept for success. Because at the end of the day, like kayfabe is dead for a reason. Let's leave it there.
0: I like your saying because it's nicer. I'm gonna be harsher. Fuck your concept of success, because you're not the one taking the bumps.
1: Facts. Facts. Like, honestly, I don't even like him. I don't even like him. But, like, when I watched Darby Allens' match the other day, the other night, and he did the coffin drop, all I could think is, like, bro, your lower back and hips are going to be so fucked by the time you're, like, 45 from just your finisher is just I fall flat from the top rope, constantly.
0: It, the the coffin drop he did last week, through the coffin on Ethan Page, I cringed. I don't cringe often when it comes to wrestling. Because oh, I'm Jason. I've watched it too long.
1: I don't either, but you know who makes me cringe all the time? Him. Yeah. Because, you know, the last time I cringed, before that coffin drop was, the last time I fucking cringed... They threw him down was the when No, not when they threw him down the stairs! The last time I cringed, because even the stairs thing don't shock me no more... Was when fucking Brian Cage and Ricky Stark shoved oh, him into yeah. body bag with the thumbtacks, and then he took the blind fucking bump over the rope in the thumbtacks body bag. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay, great. What if you rotate wrong and just oh yeah no, oh awesome, that's
0: what we're doing. Cool, 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 cool. Pretty scary, and that's look, that's a lot of trust in in, in Cage. Bro. It is, it is a lot but of more trust. To in the Cage. point, but more to the
1: point. He's out here doing shit like this. And that's why I'm saying, even though I don't even like him, I don't know, fuck with him like that. Yo, get your money now. Take as much of Nick Khan's money as he's willing to give you now. Cash it all up front. That way, five or six years from now, when your way too hardcore ass has had one crippling injury too many and you can't keep doing this shit, you're at least you know somewhat stable.
0: You know, what I was thinking the other day.
1: What that I, he I, doesn't I, have to worry about it because he's British, so he has healthcare. Who? Darby Allen.
0: Darby isn't British. I thought he was British. No, that motherfucker from the he, He's 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 Raven. You don't
1: ever fucking talk, so I don't fucking know where he's from.
0: Um. No, what I was thinking was, who do you think that's that's specifically that's over in AW? Okay. Couldn't have made it in WWE. I think Darby's... not
1: have made it in WWE? Or or
0: wouldn't have. And Now, Darby would have been great in NXT, but he would have had a ceiling, kind of like Drake does, Maverick. But I think Darby definitely needed AEW. My
1: other one that I think really needed AEW, because as golden as I think the gimmick is, I don't think Vince or Hunter would have let him do it.
0: Orange. Orange,
1: yeah. yeah, Orange could not have become Orange, yeah, in WWE. They would have forced him to like take on a more conventional gimmick. Um, he
0: would have. That was him doing it at NXT for a while, but I think it would have led to something different. But honestly, I think those are the only two that, as presently constituted, couldn't have done what they're doing.
1: Oh yeah, because everybody. WWE. Well, because everybody else that's there either a has already been in the WWE, and we know. For a fact, that they could make it and would have been capable of doing at least mid card work. Um, and the only other ones that weren't are like the members of the elite. And like, let's be real, I don't like the Young Bucks, but they're a license to print money.
0: Oh, they would have been a five, they would have filed town tag champs. They're a license First to print year. money. Yeah. They,
1: they are a license to print money. I don't like them. They are a license to print money.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, what else you got on the list, brother? Because I know we have we have bloviated for a while now.
1: I mean, you know, we just, we have done what you and I do, which is get together on the show and we just keep going. Um, No, the only other, I think we actually talked about everything that we had on the list. We I hit did up money to... in the bank. We talked about Goldberg. The only thing we haven't talked about, talked about is like, yo man, you haven't been on the show to talk about your favorite wrestler, Malachi Black, whose name I do know.
0: Thank you, thank you. It just it took a name change and leaving the whole damn company for you to acknowledge. I don't know who president. that.
1: I don't know who. I don't know who that other guy is. I don't know Look, who that other guy is. But I do make know Malachi Black.
0: Let me fight you, sir. Uh,
1: talk about your boy, man.
0: I'm so happy for him. Um, just because he feels creatively fulfilled, he's one of those artsy. Dudes who needs creative fulfillment more so than monetary gain. Him, he's kind of come from the John Moxley cloth, right? That I just want to see my vision and shit. But it's just fine. Um, I hate it couldn't work in, the, in WWE, and I'm sure he'll go back at one point. Um,
1: well, and from a monetary standpoint, Zelina's still getting them checks because she just resigned. Getting them
0: good checks too.
1: So like they both are. Fa- so they're both probably cashing fat checks. And from, you're right, from a creative standpoint, like, literally the only thing I don't like about his current situation is that it's with Cody. The,
0: it's, so, it's
1: like, it's... it's Black suit you, Malachi and white suit Cody because there's it, no subtlety at all.
0: It's damned if you do, damned if you don't. What I mean is, because like, I fussed with Jay White Heavy, but I gotta watch Impact now to see him. Mm-hmm. I fuss with Malachi Black Heavy, but I got to watch a few with Cody to see him. It's like, and we give me all know
1: that. Like, here's my thing. Please don't let this end with LOL Cody wins.
0: Please don't well, let this end with who LOL has Cody wins. lost paints. to besides MJF and Brody and, Lee and Jericho? Just Brody Lee. That's it. Yeah, but he got his win back.
1: You're right. You're right. And we don't know what would have happened after that because rest in peace, Brody. Um, but, like, yeah, I know, but that's part of what's upsetting me, because this is another example. It's Anthony Agogo all over again in the sense that I'm just like, oh, great, so you mean this person's going to do really amazing fucking character work that I'm going to fall in love with, and then, LOL, Cody wins? I,
0: I... Cody, Cody's going to be a problem for this company, and they don't know it yet, because... He's Dusty's kid, and he's probably the reason they got the fucking company. He's he be brought be all of this thing.
1: goodwill, he brought all this goodwill in, but I feel like he will be the first one that they turn on. Not the company, but the fans. And I think that the seeds have already like started to like be
0: sown there. The diehards won't because he's their savior, because he's the one that led the charge against the evil empire. So he's got to really do something fucked up to do it. And like the AEW crowd doesn't really give a shit about the things that the the, the issues that Cody brings, the AEW crowd isn't going to give a shit about yet. And it's going to be a while before they do. But I can tell you this, that motherfucker better start losing some matches. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, like, genuinely and more than anything. And
1: I Tell and it. I don't want to hear and I don't want to hear this shit of well
0: he's not in the title picture. What more do you want? Well, I was about to get to that. About to, about, that's what I was about to say. Someone tried to tried to make an argument that well Cody is sacrificing himself by not being in the main event because he's he giving himself,
1: himself to this.
0: <laughs> Where is Carl when you need him? But dog Don't you realize that he just did that to find a way to be more relevant? In some places, in some situations, over he's bigger than the title. Every new person that comes to the co- I'm surprised he didn't try to feud Andrade. Every new person that comes to the company got to go through Cody. What reason does Malachi Black have to want to go up to Cody? They've never been in the same space before. Why is that the guy? Because Cody
1: needs something to do. Pretty much. He needs something to do since he's not in the title picture and he won't be in the title picture because this is really just his vanity project and he's not working on a TV show side gig right now.
0: Well, let's talk about can can I can I move to a quick can I move to a tangent? Yeah, sure. We can talk for a quick tangent. I don't we can end the show on this one if it's okay with you, because I don't want to yeah. talk about Garrett anymore. Um word to Malachi. Handle your business next week. Not next week, but the week after next in Jacksonville. But I need you to explain something to me.
1: Alright, alright. I'll do my best.
0: Why the fuck did all y'all turn on Carrion Cross? What did he do to y'all?
1: I was never on board with Carrion Cross, so I never turned on anyone. I can't turn on someone that I was never on board with. Okay, um, so why, were you, why were you not on board? Because so I talked about this a little bit with Mags last week. Carrion um, Cross is generic creator wrestler number four with a really hot wife. Like that's all that's all Killer Cross ever was to me. That's all Karrion Cross has ever been to me. This is just a discount. This is a Diet Coke discount Steve Austin wannabe.
0: Okay. With I don't see the Steve Austin part. No, but okay. just because he's bald. I, okay. see,
1: well, I see generic bald wrestler with no personality, and I'm just like, who is this fucking Stone Cold wannabe? Fair
0: enough.
1: Um, gotcha. And then I'm just like, oh, people like him because he's got a hot wife. Cool, cool, cool. In terms of why did the rest of the fan base turn on him, I think it's because Karrion Cross is a generic-ass creator wrestler, and when you take Scarlet away, there's nothing about him that sticks out. He came across even in NXT. He came across as like the fourth or fifth biggest guy.
0: Okay, so I may I I
1: ask a question in this part?
0: Yeah, I'd like for you. And I know you're not the biggest, the the most diehard or ardent of NXT fans, but you're you're well versed enough to answer this question. Yeah, go ahead. Speaking strictly about NXT, because that is where he is housed. Yeah, of all of the majorly pushed talent. So I'm not talking about cocaine, Kona Reeves, or somebody like that. No, I'm you're talking about, about the actual p-
1: big names. Yeah. Yes.
0: Who's not creator wrestler? Who's not creator wrestler? I mean, all right. So I'll give you. I'll give the only one I can think of off the top of my head. Who is so different than a generic whatever? It's Swerve. I'll give you that.
1: I mean. In terms of gimmick and presentation, Dexter Loomis is not creator wrestler. But
0: I, I wouldn't acknowledge him in this conversation. But you're right; you're spot on. <laughs> that is the most. That is the most out. You spot on about Dexter. <laughs> yes. I mean, spot nothing, on.
1: Ain't nothing creator wrestler about fucking creepy ass Dexter Loomis. Dexter
0: Loomis is straight out of an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Spot on.
1: Well so, done. like. So, like, I would argue that Adam Cole is not generic creator wrestler, but that's just because he's so fucking charismatic. But I could absolutely see the argument could be made from just, like, okay, here's just dude with black trunks and T-shirt who cuts well, promos and wrestles.
0: Let me help Let me help you with the question. Let me make it a little more specific. Yeah, all right, all right. All right. I've said this on the show before, that the mark of a good wrestler or a good gimmick is when you can explain to somebody who's never watched wrestling, who this person is, right? Can you explain to me, because I know that's been a big qualm with you and other people about Karrion Cross. Well, you can't tell me what he is. He's just a big doomsday guy. Name somebody on that roster. Of the major guys that you can tell somebody in 15 seconds, that's who this guy is.
1: All right, so. Um, the men,
0: because the women are Yeah, I know. I know strong. we're
1: sticking to the men. I know we're sticking to the men. So, again, I'll start with Cole. Cocky prick, boom. That's, that's all he that's is. That's the
0: most generic shit in wrestling.
1: That's all. But that's all. I mean, how many wrestlers does it describe, though? That's all MJF is, and he's over like Rover.
0: MJF's a little more than cocky prick. I, he's I a would, rich
1: cocky prick. He
0: he is. He's rich cocky prick from a from a, like a from a Jew, from from a Jewish. Oh, he's a family. rich
1: cocky Jewish prick. Oh, I'm so sorry. I I missed rich and Jewish.
0: <laughs> that, that that makes a difference. But if, that, you're that, gonna, if you're gonna say if you're gonna be say big scary guy is generic, cocky prick is just as generic. And I mean, can we can we be real? I mean, so
1: all right, all right, all right.
0: Ninety percent of heels are cocky pricks.
1: Okay, no, that's fair. No, that's fair, no, that's fair. So then my my counter argument then to that would be What about Karrion Cross stands out to you? What makes him special to you? What do you like? What does? What is it that I'm missing? Because I asked Mags this mm-hmm. last week. What is it that I am missing, other than Scarlet? Like take Scarlet away from him. What mm-hmm. is? What is so great about Karrion Cross that you This is the hill you're on.
0: I'll give you three things, and I'm not. Okay. Tr- I'm, not I'm not dying on Hill carrion. Fuck that. But I just I like the dude, and I don't understand. For you, not necessarily But from the people who was Begging for NXT to sign him I don't understand the flip all of a sudden But I give you three things about him That I think are I don't want to say a big deal But are relevant All right. Number one Physically his look He has one of the better looks you'll see in the entire company, And that's not just wrestling wise The man looks like a million dollars in a suit When he holds that championship belt When he's in a suit, he looks amazing Number one. Okay. Number two, for the guy, he's six four, six five, two sixty, something like that. He's basically Roman Reign size. For a guy that size, he has a different style in ring than any other big guy, because he wrestles a judo style with a bludgeoning kind of striking style that's more that's different than any other guy you'll see in the ring. Okay. And number three, when it comes to the presentation, the idea of the whole tiktok doomsday kind of deal is different than anything you've seen in recent memory so it's not a it's not a gimmick more than it is a character trait but it's just it's in the way he's utilized it with other people for example his feud with samoa joe or his feud with um, what's my boy regal or even going back to his feud with um, keith lee right they're different than anything which – different always piques my interest, right? So – I don't know. I just
1: – compared to – so, like, Johnny Gargano is basically Brad Pitt from Burn After Reading. and I've never seen like, that movie, but okay. Uh, well, so, like – or – so, like, The Way is basically just – he's, like, a shitty a self – No, it's not a family. He's a shitty self-help guru. <laughs> who's like okay. using, who is using okay. him and his wife are two terrible self help gurus who are using their only two clients to further <laughs> their okay. personal ends. And the, can you can that. tell that they're a self help guru and not a family because of how much they're trying to prevent Index from happening. <laughs> Index, can... which is the most wholesome and psychotic so and beautiful. crazed and deranged and wonderful thing in the history of ever.
0: So beautiful, <laughs> I'll give you that. And and to your point, in the entirety of his entire career in NXT, this is the this first time. This is the time... most
1: interesting thing he's doing.
0: Not only that, this is the first time you could explain him other than saying, "Watch him." Well, he wrestles good.
1: Oh, oh, and Cameron Grimes is Redneck Gordon Gecko.
0: Or, or as Corey Graves said when he interviewed him, he's Joe Dirt. He
1: is holy shit. He is Joe Dirt. Oh my god, to the moon.
0: <laughs> but do you do you see the point I'm trying to make? I'm I'm not trying to I'm not trying to so much diss these other wrestlers as I am trying to explain that this is a trope that we ignore with other people yeah. because there's something yeah, inherently grabs- likable about.
1: Cameron Grimes in his underwear as the pool boy was the most hilarious thing I
0: have seen oh, I don't know how long.
1: So oh, my He's God. He's so good. The only thing that topped that for me this week was the segment with Team Snack. Just being delicious and snack-tastic. Mm. They are oh, three man. very pretty men. Um, But, yo, man, it was so fucking good to have you back. I am so glad that we got to have a show together this week. Uh, tell the good people where they can find you.
0: We still do that? Of course we still do that. I got to hit them plugs, yeah? Okay. Uh, who do I want to... You know You know what? I'm not going to big me up. I have to big up PC Tony this week because... His because Milwaukee the Milwaukee
1: Bucks, Bucks won the championship in a they, really
0: good finals. They beat my Phoenix Suns. So out of, out of respect and... They didn't I didn't get the call for three man weave. I forgot because I'm still technically on hiatus, so I missed the show. So I'm not gonna say my Twitter. I'm gonna say his. Follow PC Tony at PC Tony.
1: Well, and I'll say this you know, in defense of your Phoenix sons, it it really just came down to one thing. The Bucks had Giannis and y'all didn't. <laughs> like, fact, that's, that's Giannis just, is the
0: most dominant person the, in the shit. world. Right? They
1: had Giannis. Done. Um but no, you can find Good Brother Rance on Twitter at it's Ray Cash R E Y as a Mysterio C S C A S H as in dollars.
0: Got to get it in there, bro. Got to get that work in.
1: You can find the Good Brother Carl on Twitter at Outsider K E R V I N. You can find me on Twitter at Doctor S'mores. Uh, you can of course find the show on Twitter at Outsiders Edge CS. And we are part of the ChairShot Radio Network at ChairShot Media, where you...
0: Always use La Cabeza at your And
1: and remember, y'all, we here at the Outsider's Edge podcast are just some increasingly older gentlemen doing everything that we can trying to make it out here in this world.
0: Literally increasingly older, because I just had a birthday in Kyle's in about three weeks. Yeah, man. You know, we're hitting them like, you know... Early to mid-30s.
1: Um, sometimes, we're going to hit y'all with that, like, just good, wholesome news. Like, crowds are back in wrestling, and that just makes everything so much better. And other times, we're going to hit you with that real news. Like, crowds are back in wrestling, and the fans are just
0: fucking dicks sometimes. You <laughs> can end the show right there. See y'all later. But no matter what... <laughs>
1: We're just out here following our dreams, and y'all got to respect that. Because if you don't, well, just like y'all in the crowd at the show, we sure don't give a
0: fuck. I've been waiting, like, almost two and a half months to say this, but fuck them. Thanks
1: for listening. We'll catch y'all next time.
0: That was from the diaphragm.
1: The diaphragm.